This is Made in Montana News on the Treasure State Radio Network. I'm Jay Scott. Two transgender children, their parents, and two health care providers have filed a lawsuit arguing that a Montana law that would ban gender-affirming care for transgender youth is unconstitutional. The ban on puberty blockers, hormone treatments, and surgical procedures applies only to transgender youth being treated for gender dysphoria. But the same care can be provided to other adolescents for any other purpose, according to the complaint filed by the American Civil Liberties Union, the ACLU of Montana, and Lambda Legal. The ban serves no purpose other than to, quote, intentionally burden a transgender person's ability to seek necessary care to align their body with their gender identity. That's according to the complaint. It asks the state judge to block enforcement of the law, which is to take effect October 1st. Quote, the new law provides common sense protections for Montana children who can't even enter into contracts or buy cigarettes or alcohol from harmful life-altering medications and surgeries. That's according to Emily Flower, spokesman for Attorney General Austin Knudsen. The complaint argues that the new law interferes with parental rights and is unconstitutional because it violates the plaintiff's rights to privacy, their right to seek health care, and their right to human dignity. It's not just a Montana issue. Federal judges in Alabama and Arkansas have blocked laws that sought to ban gender-affirming care. The Department of Justice joined a federal lawsuit filed on behalf of transgender parents and their children against a similar ban in Tennessee. Abortion providers in three states, including Montana, have filed a suit to preserve access to the abortion pill Mephispristone, even as the drug is threatened by a separate Texas lawsuit winding its way through the U.S. court system. The lawsuit filed in U.S. District Court in Virginia on behalf of clinics in Virginia, Kansas, and Montana is the latest legal action over the procedure, which is part of a two-drug regimen used in most U.S. abortions. A federal judge in Texas issued a ruling last month that would have revoked the U.S. Food and Drug Administration's long-standing approval of the pill, an unprecedented challenge to a federal drug regulator. But the Supreme Court blocked that decision and other limits from a lower court from taking effect while the lawsuit continues. The groups say they're seeking a court order that would shield Mephistone access in their states as litigation over the drug proceeds. Eighteen states won a suit last month when a judge in Washington state issued a ruling ordering the FDA to preserve access to Mephistone in those states. The ruling came shortly after the Texas decision, creating at best confusion for abortion providers and their patients. The FDA approved Mephistone in combination with a second pill as a safe and effective means of ending pregnancy in the year 2000. It is sometimes used for alternate reasons, including managing miscarriages. The battle over the federal 
Indian Child Welfare Act is not just a Montana issue. North Dakota's Republican Governor Doug Burgum has signed a bill to protect tribal cultures by codifying the federal Indian Child Welfare Act into state law. The federal Indian Child Welfare Act, enacted in 1978, gives preference to Native American families in foster care and adoption proceedings of Native children. Also known as the ICWA, it was created in response to the rate at which Native children and Alaska Native children were being taken from their homes by public and private agencies. Several other states, including Montana, Wyoming, and Utah, have considered codifying the act this year, as the U.S. Supreme Court considers a challenge to the federal law. A handful of white families have claimed the law is based on race and is unconstitutional under the Equal Protection Clause. They also say it puts the interests of tribes ahead of children. Lower courts have split on the issue. Supporters of the law include Native American leaders who have long championed it as a way to preserve Native families and culture. Opponents include non-Native families who have tried to adopt American Indian children in emotional legal cases. The number of bison killed by hunters just outside Yellowstone National Park this winter was 1,060, according to the latest report issued by the Interagency Bison Management Plan. The number, double the previous record, has prompted Bozeman-based nonprofit Gallatin Wildlife Association to send a letter seeking Interior Secretary Deb Haaland's intervention. The group is calling for a new management framework that will result in fewer bison killed immediately north of the park boundary. This winter's kill rate has been particularly high since heavy snows have driven hundreds of bison out of the park into Beatty Gulch in search of winter food. Nearly a third of the park's bison population has been shot by hunters, culled by wildlife managers, or removed for brucellosis testing or quarantine this winter, according to the GWA letter. On the final day of the 2023 Montana Legislative Session, Governor Greg Gianforte vetoed a bill that would have changed the way the state's marijuana tax revenues are distributed. Now supporters of the bill are hoping one final maneuver can keep the proposal alive. Senate Bill 442, sponsored by Senator Mike Lang, the Republican from Malta, passed the legislature with 130 out of 150 lawmakers in support. However, because of the timing of the veto, just before the Senate adjourned sine die, it's not clear whether lawmakers will get a chance to override it. According to the Montana Constitution, the governor must return a vetoed bill to the legislature with an explanation, unless the legislature is not in session, in which case he must return the bill to the Montana Secretary of State. If more than two-thirds of the House and Senate supported the bill, then the Secretary will poll lawmakers by mail to see if they want to override the veto. The legislature's joint rules say that when 
the House and Senate received the message, the presiding officer must read it into the record. After that, a member can call for a vote to override the veto. Lang and other supporters argued that the veto came too late, just before the Senate adjourned Tuesday afternoon, so there was never a chance to read it into the record. They say it didn't give lawmakers a legitimate opportunity to attempt to override it. They are calling on Secretary of State Christy Jacobson to conduct a poll after all. Senate Majority Leader Steve Fitzpatrick, the Republican from Great Falls, has interpreted the law to say that since the Senate was still in session when Gianforte made the veto, there's now no option to hold an override poll. The veto of SB 442 was read into the record in the House shortly before the chamber adjourned CNADA Tuesday night. On Monday, conservative groups, including Wild Montana, backcountry hunters and anglers, Montana conservation voters, and the Montana Wildlife Federation, delivered a petition to Jacobson with more than 2,500 signatures urging her to poll lawmakers about the veto of SB 442. The bill went through several changes in the session. In its final version, it would have used 20% of marijuana revenue to help counties fund construction and repair of rural roads. It also would have increased the share of funding that goes to wildlife habitat improvement projects and allowed some money to go to other conservation work. More funding would also have gone to a state account that provides assistance for veterans and their surviving spouses and dependents. If you need to hear this report again, please check the podcast on our Treasure State Radio or KGRTDB webpages. Made in Montana News is podcast worldwide with listeners in now 50 U.S. states and Canadian provinces, three Native American nations, and 31 countries on six continents. We also post expanded versions of our stories on Facebook. Made in Montana News is heard on the Treasure State Radio Network, including KMEH, 100.1 FM in Helena, Elkhorn Mountains Radio in Jefferson County, Homegrown Radio in Bozeman, King West Radio in Billing, Rescast Radio on the Fort Peck Reservation, PIVA Radio in the Northern Cheyenne Nation, and Pro-Res Radio of the Crow Nation. That's Made in Montana News. I'm Jay Scott. This is the Treasure State Radio Network.